And it's the poster show. And the poster show. The poster show. Yeah, you poster show, you poster show. Ah, that was fun. That new dream was freaking awesome. Yeah, we should have more of that. Man. I don't have much to talk about. I mean, <laughs> trying to think. Uh, Elon's going to the moon. Elon's good. And Whitey's on the moon. <laughs> oh, I wanted to tell you talk about this hinge in the pre-show, but I didn't talk about the hinge. Um. So before I even got the printer, I was messing around on the CAD program. As the as the redneck, <laughs> Greg does not like bluegrass. I will not make him listen to bluegrass. I'm gonna play some. Play oh, some. God. Yeah, oh, no, you hate Green Day, don't you? Uh, I don't hate them, but I'd not stop. Fine. I guess that button doesn't make it stop. It makes it start over. Um. Yes, indeed. Want some bad religion that worked for you? Sure. All right. So, um, before I even got the printer, I was messing around in CAD program, Tinkercad, which is the online web service from actually Autodesk makes it, mm-hmm. and um, but it doesn't have all the, the cool stuff that you can do. With actually, it. I found how to do splines. Um, so I'm learning like it's in a shape designer. It's kind of a separate thing. So, what are splines exactly? The, the, you know, if you're in like Photoshop, you want to do those curves where you have kind of the things that you'd stretch out to change the angle of the curve and stuff like that. Okay. So basically, if you I mean if you want to take like a cube and give it a rounded top, you would use a spline to to kind of round that line out. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know the definition. I'm not a graphic artist who uses them all day every day. Anyway, one of the things I was tinkering with in Tinkercad was I want to develop a snap together hinge. I want to see what my gut says about tolerances and whether I can make something that actually works. And that's what I did here with this hinge. I, and um, initially, it's, it's pretty hard to get together. You've got to use a pair of pliers to kind of squeeze it together. But I mean, it holds. And then, so this is the second iteration. I put these, like, the semicircles on the end. I thought it'd be... I thought maybe hingey would be... Because I had the other one where it was just the hinge and little square things. And I was at work, you know, and this, it was my kind of my fidget thing, right? And I thought maybe if I could make something where you kind of flip it back and forth just by doing this, but this design doesn't quite do it. Once mm-hmm. it flips over, you can't get it back without, you know, two hands. But uh, I don't know. It's And I'd want it to be smoother. I don't like yeah. the roughness on it. Well, I mean... And if you're playing with it, you can yeah. definitely... Yeah. So that that's my f- design of a fidget toy. I like toy. it. I like it. I won't you, take it from you. You can I... have that one. Oh, cool. I'll refine it. I'll have a new one for you next week. Yeah, so that's the interesting thing. So what are you going to make next? What am I going to make? make him a, are you going to make a plumbus? I can try. <laughs> it's going to be tiny. It's yeah. not going to be... It's not going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, if... The, the time to print something goes up as a square of the size, basically, because of the volume and everything. I don't know if that's literally true. I don't know if it's technically squared, but... I mean... Like, I tried to print something. Today was my dad's, um, it was earlier in the week, was his 70th birthday. So we went over to his house today for the party, you know, a small little family party with uh, his sisters and whatnot. 
Um, but so what Allie made today was she printed just a, a, a cylinder kind of the shape of round birth, a cake, you know, so it was about eight centimeters in diameter and three centimeters high. Mm-hmm. So she just had this red cylinder plain. We didn't put any features in the CAD program for it to print because it would just all be red. So we took the cylinder and then she got the three doodler out and she made blue piping around it. And she made candles that were a seven and a zero and put flames on top. And then she wrote Papa on it. Uh, so, you know, multimedia, you know, the 3D printer does the the armature. Yep. And then she decorated it with the 3Doodler. It was a great little craft thing that mm-hmm. she did. Um, so we made that today. We designed today another cake with a flip lid and using that hinge design, okay? And the idea was to buy a singing birthday card. Cut the chip out of it uh, yeah. and have when you open the thing. But after we designed it, it was going to take six hours to print. Oh. And I only had like two hours. So we had to fall back to plan B and use the other cake. And I was surprised because it was hollow. I was surprised it was going to take so long to print. But it was the bottom of the box, you know, the lid. And then we had to make a little table, too, because the speaker and the chip wouldn't fit side by side, side by side, and eight centimeters. So we had to put the speaker on the put the speaker on the base and the chip on top. And then we we're going to use the same trigger mechanism with the contacts and the piece of plastic, piece of plastic, and we're going to fix it to the lid. You use some of those buttons, you know. Well, it has to. Momentary wouldn't work, right? Because it has to stay connected to play. The way the contacts work. When you close the card, it stops, right? It doesn't play. Right. The, it doesn't play the rest of the song. So I, I thought about putting a button, but if you don't hold the button in, it's, as soon as you let the button go, it's going to stop. So that that wouldn't be very good. You, so, you can't wire it. So as soon as you let the button go, it goes. You'd have to change the circuit. I mean, yeah. the circuit's just not. But it's all baked into a chip and epoxyed over. You can't hack yeah, a birthday card circuit. Um, At least not with the skill level that I have. <laughs> Okay, so let's 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 get away from the specifics and go into some more of the uh, theory. Okay. Um, this guy, large things, or even you know, rel- you know, complex things, six hours sort of print something like that. Like, I don't know how long these these took. Okay, um, <coughs> so that was three different prints, right? Right. The um, actually, for the second one, I printed the two cubes and all the buttons for the second one. All in the same plate. Okay. Um, I want to say that took about two and a half to three hours to print. Um, the Z brace, all the green stuff that's mm-hmm. on not the that's on the outside there, and yeah. there's two feet on the back. Right. That was a fourteen hour print. Okay. So it takes you can and you can tune parameters like if you're not worried about quality and whatnot, right. you can tell it to go faster, go slower. So how fast is this compared to let's say top of the line? Not, I mean, top of the lines. Top, top, line, top consumer, of the line could, consumer. Oh, consumer. Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, it's three hundred. I would say that what you're calling a top of the line consumer is probably like a MakerBot, which is a twenty five hundred dollar printer. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that means that this. Is, I'm just. I, I'm not asking in terms of money. I don't know how fast MakerBot is. Yeah. I mean, I've seen printers that are prosumer. You know, or professional that are easily ten times faster. Okay, so it's so it's definitely possible to to make this thing faster. Well, I'm wondering 
printers faster. You can't really make this guy. Right, but, but, but you can make printers faster. So, I mean, I'm wondering about the future of this technology, because I think that eventually everyone's going to have one of these or something like it in their home to just... You know, I mean, to, it's, it's, it's almost like magic. Yeah. I mean, like, I was able to fabricate a part to fix my dad's dial indicator mount. I, I was able to draw it in about 15 to 20 minutes, and I was able to print it in 20 minutes. I mean, I can foresee the kind of thing where... I don't know if, if the economics are with them right now for this, but the, the kind of thing where they give you the printer for free, but you pay for the, you pay for the material that you use. Well, and okay, so I pay what three fifty for the printer, and I've already spent one hundred and eleven in. So in, in filament, I've spent um, seventy five to eighty dollars. And if you're printing, but, I, but I have but about three rolls, so I have three different colors, and none of them are near empty yet. So I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to last a while. I've printed about 600 meters of filament, and I have probably let's see, 400, 800, 1100 meters of filament. Is because this is going this is not going to become a consumer product until printing something like this takes an hour. Well, you months. also need. You also need it to be self-maintaining, mm-hmm. right? Three, like I said in the pre-show, if you don't like tinkering with your printer right. as much as printing, not the hobby for you. But look at you know computers were yeah. a pain in the butt for a long time oh, yeah. until yeah. you know in, until people figure out how to, how to work with them. Uh, printers themselves, I mean. Mm-hmm. Regular printers were, were not. I mean, when you had a dot matrix printer, that was mm-hmm. the pain in the butt to yeah. to work with. Yeah, I mean, this is this is takes more fidelity, right? I mean, because like the leveling the bed. Oh, so self leveling bed is huge. Um, I mean, gyroscope seems to be an easy way to do that. Well, it's not. It's so the way you would make a self leveling bed here is you would put a kind of a push button sensor on the carriage. Right? Yeah. And it would come down and touch the plate and set off a trigger, right? But the hard part is all those those four thumb screws at the bottom there, on the bottom of the plate, down by the silver rails. You see those thumb screws in the corner? Yes, yes. You'd have to make that a mechanical actuator that's adjustable. And the cost to put four motors to adjust those four screws, you know, that's... In this design, that's what you would have to do. Other printers do it different ways. Um, and I'm not an expert on self-leveling beds, so I don't know exactly how they all do it. But to, to retrofit this printer to auto-level, it'd be tough because there's not much room there. You'd And you need four motors and whatnot. It's just it's really not in the cards for this printer. Now that I have like that dial indicator I showed you to, to level it, it's going to be a lot easier for me. But without the dial indicator... Um, that's the hardest part, I think, is keeping that thing level. Well, I, I'm just trying to think about how you could do that, and I, I could see you making that all one mechanism to to rotate just you know. Okay. To you have um, one mechanism that does a rotation, and then it, it flicks to different. Yeah, you could kind of have the thing on a central yeah. ball mount, mm-hmm. and then you have like two actuators, right. and they could adjust. You could you could definitely redo that. Um, okay, so the next problem for printers. Most printers, especially these hobby level printers in the sub sub a thousand dollar range, is the tribal knowledge is insane. Like I can't download necessarily best 
So the slicer, the cure, like the different slicers, there are probably a thousand parameters in there. Slicer the thing, being the thing that takes the model and turns it into um, CNC printer. Go to this coordinate, extrude this much stuff. Go this fast, do that. Draw the edges with a nice, nice finish, and do the infill in a mm-hmm. voided thing. You know, that's the slicer. It tells it right, makes all that code. Okay. There's easily a thousand parameters you have access to. Sure, but that's just Photoshop and, versus you know. But there's there's like not there's not a cheat sheet or a cookbook to download. There's almost like you have to like just. Try it. You have to try these like fifty different things and find the one that works. Well, best I'm for expecting you. the consumer level one that I'm imagining won't have print yourself. It'll be designs right. you can print based off of stuff that that's in their life. I mean, and, and a lot of the consumer level people are going to be just getting things off Thingiverse, mm-hmm. like these fidget toys that you picked, right? And just printing those designs. I mean, that's the easy part: is taking that down that file and throwing it at your printer. That's really, I mean, that's pretty easy. Yeah. It's the making your printer do good work. It's like the hard part. This guy? Like that guy, yeah. You printed a penguin's coin thing. It's decent, except for like the eye is still too small. Like the eye part of the penguin's mm-hmm. messed up. And yeah, uh, you could make, you could use this to make cooked penguin cookies. Oh, uh, that the, actually, I don't think it was this one, but there was a, there was only two or three penguin stuff on Thingiverse. Thingiverse uh, is kind of a share your designs repository, repository right? almost like GitHub for mm-hmm. 3D designs. And um, most of the stuff is Creative Commons or whatnot. You know, a lot of it's non-commercial, but you can download the designs and just print stuff. You know, that's where these cubes are from, and and whatnot. Um, there were some copyrighted logos on there, you know. So I searched for the penguins and I printed this. How does this this button seems different from the other buttons? Um, that's the other switch that you bought. Yeah, that's the different switches. Okay. Um, I thought that these switches were going to be a ratchet switch, like a pen, or click in, click out. But no, it's just a different momentary switch. Mm-mm. Has more give to it. It does, yeah. I was surprised that it wasn't a ratcheting switch. Like how the, these switches right. were before we turned the ratchet off. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought those were going to be. But it wasn't. So, um, you just Because you had to get the two different kinds of switches. So one was for that big one. And the other I got one. two different kinds of switches because one was like... One seemed like to have smaller action on it. And the other one had oh, okay. larger action. I guess that, that's what it was. It's, it, it's the amount yeah. of action on the switch. And I was like, well, might as well you know, get, get this other one too. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny because I, I could have gotten them relatively cheap and shipped from China in four weeks or get them from Amazon. A little bit more expensive, like about, mm-hmm. you know, seven bucks more, but get them right. to you in, in two days. So that was what I did. Right. How does this uh, bearing, like this this twist thing, it just... It just inlaid in there and then the plate holds it in. There was a center axis that was, the cube was, that hole in the center, there was a, a nub on the cube... But on both of them, <laughs> the nub broke off because this was the top of the print. So the grain is going this way, mm. and just like wood, the three D printers, you can probably minimize this with the right heat settings and the right tolerances, so it fuses better. But you know that was a very narrow piece, and the grain was going this way. So any little bump, and it would just separate and break off, just like a piece of wood would if you you know 
cut it the wrong way. I dig it. Oh, glad it's you like got it. lots of uh, lots of ways for me to just sort of occupy my. I head. like the other one better. I like the spinner with the skateboard bearings. I mean, it's definitely. It has a nice feel. If I wanted, the, if I wanted to spend more time, you know, if, if I was making one for myself, I would print it. I would sand it down, make the edges nice and smooth. I would probably take those little tactile expander grippy things off the edge and keep make it smooth the whole way around. You know, just for my, my personality, and and sand it down so it'd be nice and smooth. Um, I wasn't going to spend the time sanding for your toys, and I was yeah, no. almost certain that you weren't going to sand them. So. It seems like a waste to put the uh, the skateboard bearings on the outsides. You need it to give it a good mass so it'll spin. And you can do that kind of thing, but that's not nearly as much fun. You know, if I was looking for a more frugal design, I might put some bolts on the outside instead of the bearings. I know. I like, I like that you can spin it yeah. any way you want. Yeah. As opposed to just being spinning it in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you could print, those... And I could print, you know, three more caps so they all have the caps on them. You could do that, too. It's not necessary. It could. You could, yeah. The gold, um, the gold. I'm pretty happy with the gold filament. I picked up the gold for the the self-addressed stamped envelope thing, uh-huh. and I got a big jug of acetone coming because uh, ABS dissolves in acetone. So what they do to smooth out acetone or smooth out ABS is to do an acetone vapor bath. So you don't actually soak it in the acetone. But you um, get a Tupperware container or a Rubbermaid container or something like that. And you put paper towels that line up the sides. And you pour in some acetone. Then you make a little tray out of aluminum foil. And you put your thing in there. And the just the acetone vapors in the container sure. will s- dissolve and kind of melt and smooth out the surface it's of the It's sort of like what we did with the when we made the um, cloud chamber when we did... With the alcohol, with the alcohol. Oh, I mean, we're not looking for we're not looking for cosmic particles or anything. Right. Like no, that. But, but I'm saying that the the, the concept the, is the same. The vapor, yeah. it will kind of, and the longer you let the sit, and some of the features will get get muted. You know, so you're trading off a finishing for, but uh, so I, I bought a jug of automotive acetone to um, do that. See if I can make, you know, that coin like look nice and smooth and good. On the, the um, might work well for the spinner too. Yeah, the spinner. They were saying that at least when I bought these, mm-hmm. um, they said these had one review that was bad because they said the spinners weren't spinning right. They had to dunk them in acetone for like uh, a day and then get them out because they weren't spinning cleanly. But now they feel yeah, fine. So I don't know. Or they're making noise or something. But I saw someone talking about how. The bearings are made to be under load, and when they're not under load, they'll rattle or something like that. I saw that. Maybe that's what you saw as well. I don't know. I, I, I think it works yeah, good. It, it's a neat little thing. Yeah, it's what cool. it is, is it's a, it's a, uh has four rollerblader skateboard bearings in it. And you kind of hold the center one and spin it around, and it just kind of has gyroscopic action to it. And, and the, the sides also have... There are three yeah. lobes basically yeah. that all have uh, the same uh, bearing, and then you can just spin that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Neat. Still got to make the drip tray for my toothbrush. That's the next. <laughs> pro- that's a project. Um, 
I don't know. Those things can make lightsabers. It'll <laughs> take a long time to print a lightsaber. Yeah. So, what's like the maximum size thing you can make with that? Uh, it could be 200 millimeters by 200 millimeters by like 170 millimeters. The, the height's the, the shortest of the yeah. axis. Uh, so, can you make like light switches or covers for light switches, things like that? Like, interesting. Yeah, you, you could make a light switch cover for sure. Make a bunch of dick light switch covers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking for like your kids. Oh, uh, sure. Nice. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. I didn't, I'd never considered that. But you could certainly print a light switch cover. Uh, that's within the tolerances. That wouldn't be wouldn't take that much. It would be easier to design. Yeah, and, and like maybe plastic. you could put like for Max like a little Pokemon on it and stuff. And well, you can make it Pokemon shaped. Like I'm make, saying, you, you can make the switch cover look like a Pokeball. You could change it. Like monthly, based on whatever Max gets into, and just change whatever the you know. Yeah. The other thing that that I saw was oh, so um, Rick, making Rick's portal gun was probably a little oh, bit okay. out of your. I mean, that was more than just printing something. That was printing the shell and then also making electronics, right? Yeah, right. Which I would be perfectly happy to to help you out with, but. Um... Uh, I don't know if I could. I mean, I have to look at. I mean, the whole gun as a whole, the the pieces were too big for me to print. I think. I mean, if they were fa- if they were uh, prefabbed, you know, where they came together, then it's yeah. possible. But they might have been made on a bigger printer. And, and that that thing was really smooth. That looked like it was injection molded. I mean, that was a lot of fine finish work to make that gun look good. Yeah, this is the. Nice yeah, I mean, look how smooth. Oh, is that smooth? I remembered it being as. Almost like a polished finish, but I guess not. No, no, I mean, that's not... Yeah. I guess there are some yeah, kind of kind flaws of, there, isn't it's, there? It's janky. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could certainly, uh, for your next Halloween prod, give me, you know, print something that big, give me some time. Um, but, I mean, so there's... So like, you need to get, not only need to get the white for that and black for the knob but you also need to get transparent green yeah so yeah yeah so like you know you you can buy most spools come in a kilogram you can buy like sample kits of smaller stuff but Uh I mean the price is it's not a great price per per yard type thing uh, the only other thing that's really consumable on there is that the hot end, the kind of hot extruder thing, it will wear out eventually and need to be replaced. But I'm not sure exactly how many hours or, or miles I can get out of the hot end before it needs to be replaced. That's like a 50 buck replacement. Uh, but no, I mean, if if you you know <laughs> want to print something and you have the plans and you want to buy the material, right. no problem. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like... I mean, so here's the, the, the pieces, right? Okay, so that, that, that's not that bad. No. Not too bad. Nothing. No, it's, it's doable. This is the hardest part, I think, right? Yeah. It'll probably fit. Buy a spool of white. And, and transparent green... 
And I gotta get uh, an Adafruit Pro Trinket 5 Volt. It's a little, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. A Lily, Lily Poly Backpack, Lily Poly Battery 3.7, a Rotary Encoder, Metal Knob, Quad Alphanumeric Display, which according to like Alpha Fruit is, how much is the Quad Alphanumeric Display? 10 bucks. Uh, 10 millimeter diffused green LED, 10 millimeter eye plastic bevel LED holder, and 150 ohm resistors for LEDs, <laughs> and then just build it. I mean, I've been thinking about uh, similar type, you know, mock-up builds. You know, I haven't come up with anything I really want to make, but yeah, I mean, the idea of being able to fabricate any kind of case for your project now—that's yeah. all. I mean, that's. That's that's so cool in itself, you know. For the next goofy electronic project I make, like a Tie just... Fighter. Did you make a Tie Fighter yet? I figured oh, you no, I didn't make the Tie Fighter, and he didn't make an Easy Cheese extruder yet. Oh, so did you watch? So I loved that video. It was like the first. So there's a video on YouTube of uh, some guy working on because he can making a 3D printer that uses Easy Cheese canisters. Uh-huh. And the video of like the first prototype test where it's like doing all kinds of stupid things is just hilarious, right? Where the trigger key, the, the, the thing that pulls the nozzle to the side keeps uh, slipping off, or then like it slips off and then pushes itself into the cheese and just smears around and makes a big mess. It's just hilarious. There's later on videos where the thing is functioning much better, but those aren't fun. It's watching it fail horribly. Well, I like the, the idea part. of using it as like a. Or derv maker because I mean <laughs> I mean the thing is like I looked at it and I was like that doesn't I mean while, while it's, it's it's novelty is interesting that is essentially how factory cookies are made right yeah. they, they have yeah. like, I saw a neat mod for three D printers um, you get a pen holder so you take the nozzle off basically and you get a pen mount there and then you program into it a drawing of sort some drawing and it draws. And you could have it draw, like, you know, pretty cool stuff. I mean, that seemed like an interesting change of... Something different to do with the 3D printer. I wonder if you could mod it to do a, do cutting. That'd probably be more... That'd be a lot more work. <laughs> <laughs> so I was telling you about this game that I'm playing, Horizon New Dawn, which I've, I'm basically done with now. Um, but uh, it's a post-apocalyptic game. Like a post post those jet the the apocalypse is complete and total, uh, but there was a backup plan that uh, that you emerged from, and that and that's finding okay. finding that is is sort of some of the story of the okay of it. So I could go into spoilers if you want. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah okay. probably so not going to play it. Spoilers for anybody who wants to play Rise of Dawn. So. Uh, you, you you start out. You're an outcast from this tribe. Uh, you, you you're a kid, uh, and you're being raised by somebody who's an outcast, and the tribe hates you for some reason. Uh, and the interesting thing is, um, there are machines in addition to other creatures out there. There are machine creatures, creatures that are like look like horses and stuff, but they're machines. And so it's an interesting world. And so you. You then come into your own and, of course, go on your own journey and whatever. Uh, but you ultimately find out what happened. And what happened was that in about 50 years from now on their timeline, uh, 
this company makes uh, these robotic war machines that are capable of rebuilding themselves in the theater uh, by using biological material. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> what could go wrong? And they put in there uh, to, to make sure that it wouldn't be hacked, they put in you know deep uh, deep encryption. Um, and they didn't put a back door or anything in there. But Something goes wrong. Yes, something has to go wrong, and it the the stuff starts destroying everything and reproducing like crazy. And uh, so a plan is developed to fight them. But the truth is, the plan is just the, f- the plan to fight them is just to throw people at them f- to delay them long enough to make this other plan work. This zero dawn plan, where they create this. AI and they put a whole bunch of they have the AI design first the AI is, is supposed to figure out the encryption once once everything is sealed up and done the AI is going to figure out the encryption and then stop all the devices from from working then it's going to make new machines to ter- re-terraform the earth back into a life supporting planet and then repopulate it the earth with life and then repopulate humans by okay. uh, embryonic you know so, that, so they, they seal everything up and there's a bunch of story related to that but ultimately uh, that you know that that's what happens and um, but the for other for some reasons the some of the knowledge is lost the knowledge component that they're trying to teach you know humans mm-hmm. is lost so you revert back to sort of a tribal state um and then people are some people are afraid of the machines. Some people are less afraid of the machines. And, and all of a sudden, the machines have gotten uh, uh, antagonistic towards humans. When for a while they they would only get antagonistic if you would like really mess with them. But okay. then they started to attack for some reason. And so you, that that's another thing you're trying to figure out why that's happening. And it turns out that there is there was a protocol built in for the destruction of the system if the system was going bad. So that the system would, oh, this terraform isn't working. Let's wipe it and start anew. But this was hijacked by some other AI or something. That wasn't quite clear. Okay. It kind of got the story got muddled near the end. But it's an interesting idea, I thought, especially the right. it sort of it's the it's the gray goo scenario in some sense. I don't know if you know of that, which is nano, nanites okay. turning everything into just. Oh, great goo. Yeah. Yeah, any story that has part of the plan break the encryption, I'm not sure I can get behind. Well, no, it took millennia to break the encryption. Oh, okay. All right, maybe that that, that yeah. scale. So it, it, it was... That had to happen before they could repopulate the Earth. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And that was part of what the AI did while while everyone... While the Earth was dead. Good thing that the uh, adversary didn't, you know, keep researching encryption because they would have outpaced the cracking if they had. <laughs> well, no, the adversary comes in later, and it, it's 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 not really it, it it's sort of set up for you're gonna find something out in, in future editions. Okay. Should should the games? I think the game sold well, so it, it should be a problem. But it, it'll be so it, it's a new franchise, right? But it's a it's interesting because. 
so the reason why these things are robots that look like horses of it is because the the AI that was designing the the machines to do the various processes was sort of inspired by nature and took lots of mm-hmm. uses of, of nature stuff to, to build things. So like uh, uh, there are hawks that are in the air that are designed to find things that have shut that have that have gone bad and just like re- retake them back to the processing so they can turn the okay. material back into new machines to do whatever they're doing. Just an example. Mm-hmm. And some are like dinosaurs that are... Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a lot of work to get you to fight metal dinosaurs. Right. right? A lot of story work to get... You know, but but the, the, the combat's interesting and fun. That's cool. So, yeah. It, but I thought you would like the story because it is very... Yeah. That sounds... Sounds up my alley. <laughs> Um, th- that is that's an apocalypse of, of a of a whole you know whole different kind. <laughs> yeah, destroying everything on Earth. Yep. And wrap this up. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. 